I love the science section in The Gray Lady, the New York Times, which comes up every Tuesday. I always look forward to it. And here's a great story from that section. When it comes to voyages of discovery, NASA's venerable Cassini mission is about as good as it gets. In six years of cruising around the planet Saturn and its neighborhood, the Cassini spacecraft has discovered two new Saturn rings, a bunch of new moons, and a whole new class of moonlets. That's pretty good work, huh? It encountered liquid lakes on the moon Titan, water ice, and a particle plume on the moon Enceladus, ridges and ripples on the rings, and cyclones at Saturn's poles. Cassini also released a European space probe that landed on Titan, and Cassini has sent back enough data to produce more than 1,400 scientific papers at last count, none of which I could probably understand. But besides the science, Cassini is state-of-the-art in the arcane discipline of orbital mechanics, how to get from one place to another in space to fulfill a mission's science requirements without running out of fuel. The plans are for Cassini to keep working for seven more years, but it currently has only 22% of the maneuvering propellant it had when it started, and there are no gas stations in outer space. Figuring out how to more than double the duration of the mission with less than a quarter of the fuel is hard. Cassini's orbital mechanics present an astonishingly complex exercise in Keplerian physics and geometry. To me, any exercise in Keplerian physics is astonishingly complex. The enormous array of science objectives and targets, moons, rings, Saturn itself, makes it one of the most complex missions ever flown. This is really such good news. I mean, we can read about all the tsuris that's happening in the world, all the people doing the wrong things to the wrong people at the wrong time. But Cassini is working. It's a success. It's efficient. To my mind, it's romantic. Anyway, Brent Buffington, a Cassini mission designer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, compared the task of plotting the Cassini mission to arranging a seven-year road trip around the United States for more than 200 scientists, all with different interests and all waiting to see different things. This reminds me of family road trips I've taken. Now, he says, add the fact that you have a finite amount of time to design this road trip and need to adhere to the laws of physics, speed limits, the limited capabilities of the bus and the bus driver, he said. Oh, and the targets they want to see are moving. Cassini arrived at Saturn in 2004 for a four-year mission, but it was so successful that NASA gave it a two-year extension to September 2010. Then, in February, NASA extended it a second time for what it calls the Solstice mission, uh, lasting until Saturn's northern hemisphere summer in 2017. If all goes well as planned, on September 15, 2017, Cassini will die a warrior's death diving inside the rings for 22 spectacular orbits of the fringes of Saturn's atmosphere before plunging into the planet. That is a true warrior's death. Cassini made it to its first two-year extension, in part because the science was simply too good to pass up. But another reason was that it performed so well and remained so healthy that it was left with enough unused propellant to enable it to maneuver through 64 additional orbits after having completed 75 in its first four years. 
One of the fundamental tools for adjusting the trajectory of a large manufactured object in space, the essence of orbital mechanics, is the gravity assist. As a spacecraft approaches a planet or moon, gravity grips it and flings it in a different direction. In the 1970s and 80s, NASA used the gravity assist technique to enable the tiny Voyager 2 to complete its grand tour of the outer planets of the solar system. Voyager 2 employed four gravity assists. The Cassini Solstice mission alone will require 56. Titan, Saturn's largest moon, is bigger than the planet Mercury, and it is the only thing in the Saturn system, besides Saturn, with enough gravity to make radical changes in the spacecraft's trajectory every time it flies by. Without Titan, we would go into one orbit around Saturn and be stuck there. Thus, Titan, in the argot of orbital mechanics, is Cassini's tour engine. The basic geometry of the Saturn system is not difficult to understand. Like Earth, the polar axes of both Saturn and Titan run from north to south and are canted slightly, which gives both the planet and its largest moon seasons. A Saturn year lasts almost 30 Earth years. I've had years in my life that feel like that too, all right? Cassini arrived at Saturn in the southern summer and will finish 13 years later in the northern summer. Being able to observe the change of seasons for half a Saturn year was the dominant principle in designing the solstice mission. For purposes of planning, the Cassini scientists were divided into five disciplines, those concerned with Saturn, with Titan, with the rings, with the icy satellites, and with the magnetosphere. Leaders of the group, beginning in early 2008, huddled with the designers every few months to examine orbits and argue their respective causes. There's a lot of competition in these disciplines, not just over target selection. Say, if you're interested in the magnetosphere, you collect data over long periods of time, while Titan is short bursts, and on and on. Last July, after six months of tweaking by Mr. Smith and Mr. Buffington, the final reference trajectory was delivered. It now includes includes 56 passes over Titan, 155 orbits of Saturn in different inclinations, 12 flybys of Enceladus, 5 flybys of the other large moons, and final destruction. I salute Cassini, the space warrior. We're lost. No, we're not. It's just ahead. Are you sure? Another few miles. Gotta be. You said that 20 miles ago. Keep to the right up here. How do you know? This looks right. You've never been here before. We're close. I can feel it. We're lost. Check the map. I dreamed about this place. You did? It was beautiful. We were dancing by the lake. There was music. We were happy. There's no lake here. Keep your eyes on the road. There'll be a lake when we get there. The cabin's on a lake. I've imagined it so vividly. I can almost smell the flowers. What flowers? Jasmine. Beautiful jasmine. And violets. Nah, I don't see any flowers. And I felt completely at peace. I'm starting to feel that way now. That's how I know uh, uh, we're... Uh, 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 there's another one. What? A tanning salon. Tanning? Every town we've driven through, even if it's just... One stoplight. It's got a video store and a tanning salon. You see, even in these podunk towns, people have dreams. Of deep tans? Have we passed 63? I don't know. What's that sign say? I can't tell. Looks like a, a shotgun hit it. You didn't see Highway 63? Oh, look at that. On the left, look. Tony's World of Concrete. What? Oh, and gift shop. 
Oh, man. I think we're almost there. Yeah. Are we supposed to be in the mountains? Sam, I want to ask you something. Uh, okay. I've imagined myself asking you this and what you'd say. Visualized it. Every detail. You have? I know what you'll say, and it makes me so happy, but I have to ask you for real. Uh, okay. I can't wait for the lake, the flowers, the dancing, but I have to know. Well, okay, shoot. Do you still love me? Do I still love you? Yes. Do you still love me? I, I, I think we're lost. Well, we've been all over the place on this show, Dave. We've got uh, war on one hand, where people are using technology to do each other dirt. And then we've got the the wonderful Cassini project out there. Mm. Where we're using technology just to take a few more turns around that gorgeous planet. I remember when we first started taking pictures of the moon and uh, when the fire sign was on stage very early at that time and we did this piece in which the moon got stolen. And the reason that the moon was stolen from the sky was to protect it from getting its nasty footprints of those landing vehicles all over it and taking pictures of its foot. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and b- bottles of tang. I don't know, probably probably <laughs> cartons of tang. Bre- Brendan Behan had that song, Don't Muck About With The Moon. That's there, right. There was that whole reaction to, I had a strange reaction to it. On that day, everybody said, Come on inside. He's going to land on the moon. And I wouldn't. I, I oh. boycotted the landing on the moon. I don't know why. It just somehow it did at that point. Um, it just bothered me. You know, It doesn't bother me anymore. I got course. immediately a phone call afterward from our old friend Bill Malik saying, It's all a fake. They did it in Arizona. There are still people who believe that, Dave. There are still people who believe that we never landed on the moon, and there's a, there's a few others, too. You know, there's these great conspiracies. Well, yeah, that's where Obama was born, in the same place as the moon landing was shot. It, you it, know, yeah, Area, Area 51 50, yeah. or 57, and they moved that all around. So, okay, Something let's like round this off with another nice tang poem. A tang poem, yeah. Yeah, with tang on the moon is yeah. one thing. Here's Tang in hand. Well, this is a pretty one. I'll just read this pretty one called She Thinks of Him. I'm a peach tree, deep in a gorge, flowering, smiling, and nodding to no one. You were the moon, high in the night sky, shining down on me one hour, and then going on. A razor-sharp sword can't cut a stream of water. It foams across the blade, goes on. My thoughts don't stop. They are the stream. They flow. They follow you forever. Well, thanks, Dave, and thanks everybody out there who's either streaming or podcasting or doing whatever it takes to put Oz in your ears. Today's show produced by Bill McIntyre, our audio producer and engineer, Dave Maloney. John Cummings is our wizard of the ones and zeros. What makes it beautiful on RadioFreeOz.com is the work of the Oz Design Group. That's Phil Fountain. And I'm your host, Peter Bergman. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.